Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Winger Podcast Network, presented by Major W Media. Thank you, Latino, as always. So, I'm taking my son to a Dodgers game this Sunday. It's a day game. And unfortunate that I'm not seeing Shohei Otani. The reason why I, I'm not taking my son to a baseball game or Dodgers game, clearly I live closer to Dodgers Stadium, really, really close. I should probably try to see a Shohei game in person. Mainly is I, I don't want, I hope he, Hugo, doesn't love baseball. <laughs> right? Because I think that's probably the worst sport for a parent to, to, to see is Little League. I know, don't come at me. I just, you know, it's the one advice I've gotten from some of my friends where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to listen to that one because they hate going to Little League games. Unless your kid is amazing. Or probability of Hugo being amazing at baseball. <laughs> very low not saying it's not possible hey, listen anything's possible you go I mean also I mean on a fundamental level you gotta be you gotta be outside to watch those games <laughs> I know you gotta <laughs> endorsement <laughs> but anyway three things I think about I wanna talk about Shohei Otani if you don't know he's the Japanese baseball player that came here 2019 he had a great rookie year then he got injured and then COVID he had a sick year last year he won MVP, right? But he didn't win Cy Young. He came third in Cy Young, I believe. Yeah, third in Cy Young. And he's a dual player, like Babe Ruth. So we have, whether you like baseball or not, and you don't even have to like that terrible candy bar, that is Babe Ruth. More than not, more likely than not, you hear Babe Ruth all the time. Because he was the greatest baseball player of all time. If you, if you had to name one baseball player, I think every single person could say Babe Ruth. Right. Because he pitched, he hit, he got traded from the Yan- the Red Sox, the Yankees, et cetera, et cetera. And not saying he's not amazing or whatever, but, you know, he's part of, he's like Babe Ruth and, and Albert Einstein, you know, they're like part of this conversation in the fabric of America. I haven't watched too much baseball, but I've been following that bats and the pitching of Shohei all year. And, you know, He's arguably, not arguably, he is statistically having the greatest season in the history of baseball. Correct, you know? In the 135 years of, of, of stats collecting in baseball, he's having the greatest season ever. Mm-hmm. And the three things I think about is, number one, I don't think he's nearly getting enough media attention. I think... That is 100% true. He is legitimate. Like, it's not even just, I think it's even an understatement to say he's having the greatest statistical year in baseball history. He's having a year that is impossible to have. He is having, because nobody, he's playing both sides of the field. He is killing it as a pitcher and as a hitter. Like, I'm trying to think, it's not even, I'm trying to think of an analogy. You know, people, is, like, it's, it's not even this. It's not even, like, I'm the best pastry chef and the best savory chef in the world. It's, like, more than that. It's so, so, so crazy. It's, like, I'm the best chef in the world, and I'm the best BMX bike rider in the world. <laughs> like, right. Which is why, like, he is the... I'm just going to say this. He's having the greatest of all time season right now. Even if he stopped playing today, he's going to win MVP and... Do you think he's going to win the Cy Young, too? No, I think he's on the outside for Cy Young, but his hitting numbers this season are crazy. Even if he stopped and there's, what, like 40 games left, 30 games left, he'd be like, it's crazy. Yeah. And he's pitching. And he's probably going to be the first billion-dollar player. So that, that aside, that's number one. He's having just the best season of all time, which is pretty remarkable. Well, I mean, when you say like there's, we're not getting enough attention, I, I think about this. When Bonds and Sosa were like gunning for the home run season record. It was the last time I cared about baseball. It was every newspaper front page every single day had the count of how many homers they had. It was headline news every single day. Shohei is having the same historical kind of year. And it's if, way better. And if they were Pedro Martinez simultaneously. Yeah who I think is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Side note, I think that baseball would be cooler if everyone was uh, juiced up. I, I mean, you know how you level the playing field? Just let everybody do whatever you want. You know you how want. you get people to watch baseball? 
just get recreate some, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, get the Monstars back out there. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's like you're in trouble if you're not on HGH or steroids. All right, you yeah. get a ban if you're not on it. Anyway, I just the 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 elephant in the room is this: the fact that he doesn't speak fluent English mm. and he's not. He's Japanese, right? Asian is why he is not more celebrated and fed. Mm. Can you guys agree with that statement? Because if he was, if he had a different skin color and he spoke perfect English, and I understand these are, at least the English part is a huge reason why. With like Victor Wembanyama coming in from Paris or France, like his English is perfect. And I think he, intentionally did that because of the marketing efforts like he's a you know been designed to be this superstar Shohei you know I I hear you I think that I'm thinking about the baseball like my my baseball fan friends hearing that and being like no that's not true like I, I, I love Shohei he's the best he's amazing of course we're paying attention we're not talking about you <laughs> we're not talking about baseball fans but culturally speaking yeah he's not getting he's not he should be on every billboard in America. Like, he's a super, super, superstar. So yeah, I do think it has everything to do with he's not marketable. I, I, I think that if it was any other situation, he'd be on the cover of Time magazine and there would be a front page story on the Times following it, right? This epic season. I'm just saying, I don't know all the reasons why, but if you can imagine that the media could be a little bit more hyped for it. For sure. And then the question they have to ask is, why is it not? I mean, so there's, I'm trying to defend it and I'm thinking there's really no other thing. You're a writer. (laughs) You're a journalist. It's kind of a boring story, you know, just like having the best uh, season of all time in America's favorite pastime. Why would we cover that? And I'm just going to say this. I mentioned this. This is my last thing to say, and then we're going to move on to a moif. I mentioned this maybe a few months ago. I said that Shohei Otani, very attractive man. <laughs> not only does he have a, a pitching arm to die for, not only does he smack the shit out of the ball, like the hardest hit balls in Major League Baseball, and he's fast as fuck. Mm. He's probably... Was the fastest player till the, the, the Cruz guy from Cincinnati. That guy's amazing mm-hmm. to watch, too. What's his name? Oh, O'Neill Cruz? Or yeah. He's Pittsburgh. No, no. The guy on Cincinnati. Oh, Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie yeah, De La yeah, Cruz yeah, yeah. is. Okay. Again, like, I don't love baseball that much anymore, but watching Ellie De La Cruz is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's so fa- fucking fun to watch. I think he might be faster than Shohei, but like one dude. This guy is like six foot four. Mm-hmm. Arm, legs, he is the five-tool package. Mm-hmm. And he's handsome as fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this right now. If he is not on the cover of People magazine, he should be the sexiest man alive. Who is sexier than Shohei Otani? Nobody. Who? Nobody. And again, it People comes magazine? Down, it comes down to... Don't quote this. <laughs> he is... He is a he is a literal Greek god in every way in every way except one. <laughs> it didn't occur to me until you said it. Why would he not be the sexiest man alive? That's what I'm trying to say. He if they fucking don't put him on the god and for representation, these are the things that fucking matter. If he is not one of them, we got we got problems. People magazine. I, I agree. Didn't Paul Rudd win it recently? Was that a thing? Paul Rudd was the sexiest man alive. He's very fucking sexy. Sure. But Shohei could eat him for breakfast. (laughs) He's so sexy. Shohei's the... As great as he is as a pitcher and hitter and runner, he's better at being sexy. I wish he would smack me around. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. Let's take a break. Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase. It's real cash that never expires or loses value. Apply for Apple Card in the Wallet app on iPhone. 
Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Daily cash is available via Apple Cash Card. Issued by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, or as a statement credit. Terms and more at AppleCard.com. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing. Keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. All right, let's go into a moif. All right, so we're gonna do the uh, the moif from the episode where you guys talked about breakfast. So uh, there's a lot of like uh, things related to um, breakfast in here. So would you rather actually, Dave? Before we move on from the previous mailbag, would you rather have a bad cut or a bad burn? That's one of the hardest questions I've ever had in my life. Let's qualify bad though. Something short of like permanently disabling, just a, a you know, it's like, would you rather? I, I mean, like, would I'd you rather ha- cut off your finger or burn your arm? I'd off? rather have a bad cut, as terrible as that is, because it can be stitched up. And I've had many stitches. Yeah, I would rather have a bad cut because a burn ain't nothing you can do, man. It's literally like being stuck on an island with no, no, no way off. You know, it's so terrible. A bad burn hurts when you move. It's just terrible. Burns are the worst to me. But a bad cut, I don't know. That's literally like pick your poison. But I would take a bad cut. What a shitty question. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, switch, we'll switch gears to, to breakfast. Uh, the best bagel and topping combination. <laughs> So give me your bagel. Well, I know Chris's. It's a veggie bagel <laughs> with veggie cream cheese and sun-dried tomatoes and alpha sprouts. And if they have a grilled portobello mushroom, you put that on top too. And some nutritional yeast, please. Because that's yummy. Hold the cream cheese. Thank you very much. No. my I'm classic, man. Everything bagel. Lox, red onion. I do like capers. I, I I don't know how the lox, the bagel happen, right? With cream cheese, capers, got to be thinly sliced onion. And um, I like putting the salmon on top of the tomato. Yes. For structural integrity. You don't want slippies. And another thing I do is I like to take one bagel and eat it not as a sandwich. I don't like bagel sandwiches. But we've had them when we needed to do this year. But I like to eat both because it feels like I'm eating, I'm getting more, more for your money. I really appreciate when you get a bagel sandwich and you open it up and you're like, oh, cream cheese and salmon on both sides. It's my two sandwiches. I hate having to deconstruct it and, and, and create. I will tell bubble. you the one, the, these are the things to avoid. <laughs> okay. Sun-dried tomato cream cheese. Veggie cream cheese. Because you know why? They just chop fucking carrots and they put it in there. And it's like, that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. And the lox cream cheese. Mm. With just like the... Don't do that. The, like Don't the, do that. Ugh. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. Can I ask a question? We have a lot of terms that we don't use anymore. Because they're just irrelevant. Or stupid. Or antiquated. This is like the best moif stance I've ever had, I think. Mm. I think we should eliminate Baker's Dozen because it's unnecessary. Say 13. (laughs) Say what you mean. That's all. Say what you mean. 13. Why do you have to say Baker's Dozen? Why do you you look (laughs) on a menu and it's like, Baker's Dozen, parentheses, 12 plus one. No shit. I don't think I've ever, like, who would use that in any other context? A baker's dozen, whatever. Why does it even happen? Friday, the baker's dozen. (laughs) I'm sure it was, like, someplace, and if you got there at a certain time, like, 600 years ago. Right. You get the little extra one. The one more. (laughs) Get out of here, baker's dozen. No, I'm out. You know what's another way to say baker's dozen? 13. Or six plus seven. (laughs) 
10 plus 2. 11 plus 1. No. <laughs> plus 2. <laughs> 10 plus 3. You do need Baker's I dozen. I do need Baker's dozen. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you blew the big moment. Uh, you blew the big moment. Low IQ. Low IQ. <laughs> All right, next. So slightly related, <laughs> Assemble your ideal box of donuts. Six plus seven or 11 plus one. I crossed out Baker's <laughs> wait, dozen. Wait, wait, wait. Did you, what's your ideal bagel? <laughs> Five plus eight. What was your, <laughs> what, was your ba- what was your bagel? Four plus nine. <laughs> <laughs> eight <laughs> plus five. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Mr. Chang. It's too late. The gate class has already been filled. There's I can no do more, it, teacher. I can do it. There's no more slots available, young man. Gate is closed for the year. Try again um, next year. Listen. When I had Lee's Donuts for the first time, I hated, hated jelly donuts with a white hot heat because mm. it's garbage. And it wasn't just because I was high out of my mind with Seth, which we wore. So fucking high. <laughs> so high. In Vancouver. In Vancouver. That was legitimately one of the most delicious bites of food I've ever had in my life. And that's how I think about mainly because it, it fucked with my understanding of something that I thought was delicious, Right. And again, this is my my conservative dessert. I'm open to being proven wrong. You know, mm-hmm. just I need hardcore data. <laughs> <laughs> and so, the data was like, whoa, a yeah. freshly made donut with pipe jelly is truly delicious, but it's got to be hot. Because what I love in a, a, a like a like this perfect Venn diagram, it's got to have temperature contrast, and you have that the coolness of the jelly, the hotness from the fucking bagel, not the bagel donut, low IQ, low IQ. <laughs> <laughs> Those hot jelly bagels, <laughs> and then when it's coated in sugar, granulated sugar, you get that crunch, God damn, and the texture. And you have sweet and the acidity from the jelly. It's perfect. It's awesome. So if it is that way, you can only have two jelly donuts because you can't eat it cold. You got to eat it in the moment. So if I was going to get an eight plus five box, mm-hmm. right? I would do, man, this is tough. One apple fritter or bear claw, mm. right? Oh, different though. Bear claw and apple fritter. You know? I know. Like if, 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 if there's no bear, I you would have a full have, dozen. You got to get an apple fritter, apple fritter and a bear claw. Yeah. Because those are for me. <laughs> there's the Changers dozen. Yeah. Those are for <laughs> the, the me. Dave, the Dave's dozen is 12 <laughs> minus two. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to get an apple fritter or a bear claw. Bear claw to me is the best. Again, it's the culinary. Automatopia. <laughs> if for no whatever, other whatever, however, whatever that word is, but what the description is is literally the physical representation of it. It's unbelievable. Bear claw, it is. It's like when you look, it's like, oh, that really is a bear claw. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. What'd you do with the rest of the bear? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, it's, it's a fucking bear claw. It's a, it's Whoever fucked him with brilliant. Totally. Right? Totally. So bear claw again. And I love how that can count as one donut. <laughs> It's a massive. It's, it's a like massive it's donut. basically five donuts <laughs> melded into one. Unless it was a Dewey Dew's donut, I'm not a cake donut fan. Right, I'm not. Unless it's piping hot, but even still, I not I don't like cake donuts unless it's got Wiley Dufresne style, and I miss Dew's donuts because I would eat them frozen. So, uh, no cake donuts out. That includes the old fashioned, like the cr- crispy, crunchy old fashioned. I no, love no. the glazed old and then, fashioned. And then, then I would do, if they have a cruller, cruller, mm-hmm. I'd have to do three of them. The reason I have to get three, if I'm feeding two people, I have to eat one for myself before sure. the box is even shared. <laughs> sure. So the, the, the Dave's dozen is down, down to nine. <laughs> the Dave's dozen is f- f- 16 minus four. <laughs> And then I'm, I, I think anything that's a chocolate glaze mm. out. But if they have Bavarian cream, mm. Bavarian cream. Second, yeah. The chocolate glaze at almost every donut shop, I'm like, 
There's I'm no, over the chocolate. There's glaze. no chocolate in this. No, no. <laughs> what is? This? I don't want any chocolate glaze or anything. But if there's a Bavarian cream, I'll have two of those. Mm-hmm. And then the rest clearly are are just glazed. Just give me glaze. I don't want sprinkles. I don't want any of that shit. Right. Got to keep that shit separated. It's been a long time since I've been able to order a dozen of my own liking because it's just like kids sprinkles and nonsense. Yeah. But I I gotta I I hear you on most cake donuts. I got a soft spot for the ultra fried old fashioned. You guys are you old fashioned people? Come with me on old fashioned. Donuts. I know what phenomenon you're talking about, where it's ultra fried and it's like crunchy and like. And there's all the little the crevices inside. and yeah. crannies that get extra fried. Yeah. Come on, I know what no. you're talking about. No, we don't have room for that. If this was, <laughs> if, if, <laughs> you know, what I mean, this is like the Titanic rafts. Like, I'm sorry, I don't have room for you, Jack. Good luck on your fucking door, floating uh, door. I think a um, no. I want to. I want to make this movement. I think a dozen donut holes counts as one donut. <laughs> you know, we were not, it was not that long ago where donut holes were not sold. Where did they all go? Where did they all go? <laughs> you mean the whole, like the whole set? What happened to them? And also, we, you know what? Let's do a quick, like, great moments in food. Mm-hmm. To whoever it was. And it was single, one single person. And I'm sure they probably said it was like, you know, butcher's butcher's steak, butcher's cut is like the stuff that only the butcher would know. Positive. And all the hundreds of years of making donuts, they were, the little hole was turned into something else or the baker themselves would eat it. And I'm sure there was always some princess being like, why don't we sell this? And they were like, that's a stupid idea. You can't do that. Dummy. <laughs> and then some enterprising young, younger or not younger, but somebody said, hey, why don't we sell the holes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It didn't happen. I don't remember. It happened like 20 years ago. Remember? Yeah. You just didn't see the holes and then it happened. And I was like, oh shit. Where have all these holes, what was happening to all these holes before? Yes. Just filling up landfills. Yes. Holes. Yes. So whoever was that first person, there was clearly one person that did it first to be like, you know what? Let's put these holes on the menu. This anonymous person, kudos to you, are enshrined in the <laughs> greatest moments in food. Do you think at this point, legitimately, donut holes are the punch out of the middle of a donut at most donut shops? Or are they making donut holes specifically? I don't care about that I much. Love, <laughs> I, I love... I, <laughs> I don't care about it either, but it is a romantic notion of we punch out the hole, we fried it, we sold it. But donut holes... I'm proud of myself as I'm trying to again eat healthier. There were some donut holes at the office, remember? Mm-hmm. And I did not have one. Mm-hmm. You know why? I would want more. <laughs> I want a whole. I want a donut. Resisting the donut hole is very hard because you're just like just one little, one little pop, one little donut hole can't do anything. But to resist it, that is strong. Or the Italians have to be so Italian and call it something else like a bombolini. Just <laughs> <laughs> call it a donut hole. What's that, you know? Uh, I was just like, I was I was laughing because the idea of one donut hole becoming 36 donut holes is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a bombolini is a donut hole. Yeah, so in Italy, they sell the bombolini rounds. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's left over from punching out the bombolini. <laughs> in Italy, they get rid of the donut. <laughs> they throw the donut away and just sell the hole. <laughs> Oh my God. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled over easy or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. 
Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right, fuck, Mary kill. Waffles, pancakes, French toast. <sighs> well, kill pancakes because I'm over pancakes, man. I'm over them. I don't want mm. Definitely, definitely fuck French toast because when you have it, you're like, man, this is good. And it's so simple to make. And I didn't have to make a batter, you know? Mm. It's literally like lazy, man. It's really the endorsement move of choice. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. I see that. I see and you it. marry you marry the waffle. It's the it's the more interesting, more personality version of the pancake. It's got more it's got funnier stories. <laughs> it's seen more shit. You know? It's not so uniform. It's got fucking it's got things. So yeah. You marry that. I uh I think that you're 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 Mary Pancake guy. I know it. Yeah. You're gonna this is what Ying is, it's pretty simple. He's gonna kill French toast, he's gonna marry waffles, and uh, no marry pancakes, he's gonna fuck waffles. Done, right? That is one hundred percent correct. <laughs> that is a hundred percent correct. I think you're just jaded by having to make so many pancakes for the kids and stuff. But pancake versatility. I know. I, I, I am jaded. It's like, too many blueberries! <laughs> <laughs> in my house, I said chocolate like, chips, not blueberries! Oh my God. In my house, they count how many chocolate chips are in their pancakes. Yeah. Democratic Republican pancakes <laughs> out. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't fuck with French toast. All right. Let's move on to... Uh, which Asian cuisine has the best breakfast? So you guys know breakfast means something totally different in these countries. Um, so I actually have like a quick list if you guys want a quick refresher. But uh, yeah, if you guys, something comes to mind. I mean, Korea really is not breakfast. Uh, dinner is breakfast. Just it's, so Korea, sorry, you're out. Mm-hmm. You know, Thailand. No, I need variety. I feel like the food magazine answer to this. The food magazines are going to say Japan. No, no. The food magazines are going to do whatever like they have to say. (laughs) But I think that's what they're going to say. Is like, look at this. No, 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 no. Because they're going to. They're definitely going to do. They're not. They're going to do Thailand. But then some editors are going to be like, no, no, no. We did that two years ago, and they're going to look at a map and like Cambodia. (laughs) Cambodia is the new breakfast of choice. That's what's going to (laughs) happen. Nobody's done that. No, I'm. I'm going to say Japan for me. You're Japan. I'm Japan too because I'm I'm one of those food editors. <laughs> I love a Japanese breakfast, but because you have choice, you have variety, and as much as I want to get down with a bowl of pho, right? And again, even actually in Cambodia, it's a bowl of beef noodle soup. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 ashamed that I'm not answering fucking a bowl of hot noodle soup, and I'm going with basically like, you know. I'm I mean, it's a delicious like, fucking... I'm going with, the, like, the basic white girl choice. It's a Japanese delicious breakfast. breakfast, but the fact that dim sum exists... You're going China. It's gotta be. It's gotta be China. It's too heavy. No. It's too heavy. And Taiwanese breakfast is... Taiwanese breakfast, I, I, I put Taiwanese breakfast... It's, it's a great, but it's not breakfast. It's not breakfast. It's a, it's a brunch. It, it, what it is is... You're going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to sleep for a long time. You're going to sleep. Nah, dim sum. Dim sum makes the whole difference for me. And and it, I agree, it's he- it's heavy. But if you go to Hong Kong and you go to an actual dim sum house, it's somebody sits down and they order one or two things. The thing, two things they feel like eating that morning. They drink tea and they read the newspaper. 
And I'm just like, you want to talk about variety? Like today I'll have shumai, tomorrow I'll have, you know, radish cakes, whatever. Like, no, I think it's a lunch. Real Chinese breakfast for my travels is just a tall glass of butter (laughs) and a cigarette. cigarette. (laughs) Let's be real here. Uh, one more point in the call. <laughs> I mean, what, and not just that one off. I've seen that many times. I was like, damn, that guy is drinking by himself. Legs crossed like this, you know, cigarette, <laughs> you know, like super thin dude. And what clearly looks like a glass of water to the meniscus is not. That's like. Seven shots just like of straight 100 proof. Antifreeze, basically. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, listen, Japanese breakfast, delicious. I, have, I, I, would, I would take that in a heartbeat. But China, for me, from sentiment, the, th- the one Asian breakfast I'm maybe not behind, I don't get down with like the Singaporean kaya toast. I don't get that thing. What is kaya? I think is that pandan? It's pandan, and then they dip it into like an egg yolk with Can like. Also, someone soy tell sauce? me I've had it so many times, and I love going to Singapore. What does pandan taste like? I'm just gonna come out and say it. What does it taste like? I think it tastes like if vanilla, if vanilla was a leaf, <laughs> it would taste like pandan. What does it taste like? All right, sorry to be Tony Reality here, but real quick, kaya toast is uh, kaya is coconut jam. So oh, that's delicious. Jam. That's what's delicious. The, what's the what's, what's pandan? The, so pandan is a is a green, yeah. but what's it taste like? I've always it's wanted like, to know, but I'm too embarrassed to ask. It tastes a little bit like play doh. Yeah, it's like kind of, but it's also like it lends well to a little bit of sweet, you know, like. But what's? But nobody knows. Like vanilla, you know, tastes like vanilla. It tastes like a vanilla leaf. I don't know if that's true. I think it. it I think it's like a flat floral. <laughs> floral. Like, let me just say some words. I mean, it's an it's ineffable, <laughs> impossibly green. Okay, so kaya toast is actually coconut jam, but they do dip it in the egg with soy sauce, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not. In- coconut toast or toast in general, Asian toast, Hong Kong toast, delicious. Because it's always like drenched in condensed milk and so coconut good. jam so and good. fucking coconut delicious. toast. Yeah. Kaya toast is legit delicious. Can we say this? Why aren't Asian countries just serving their breakfast for dessert? <laughs> like toast with sweet shit on it. Because we're, we're forced to buy some. Higher being to serve fucking red beans. <laughs> we really fucked that up. So Japan for you, China for me. Can, can we just say quickly the worst breakfasts? I'm just going to say it. The English breakfast, whole <laughs> breakfast is fucking a hot pile of fucking garbage. <laughs> the worst. What? What is the worst? Blood part? sausage in the morning. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Streaky bacon. Streaky bacon, very bad Beans. on Beans. A stupid fucking broiled tomato. I don't want this. What am I supposed to do with this thing? No, 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 <laughs> no. I know I'm going to make the... The full English. Well, don't worry. All the countries that you influenced have <laughs> shitty breakfasts. <laughs> with the exception of Australia. Again, Australia, legit. I don't know how it happened, but Australian breakfast is so good. And a lot of it, like, sometimes I, I would have bread that would be like a, a lavash. I'd be like, oh, you know what's good in the morning with eggs and cheese and all lavash? Mm. Again, I'm just going to, having said this about Australia, I love you, Australia. But if Australia took as seriously the rest of everything else, their drinking culture, their betting culture, their breakfast culture, and their sports culture, we would all be subservient to Australia. I mean, let's let me just say this though: if you've got those four, they things, go so fucking hard at those things, man. But if you've got those four things going for you, what do you care? Huh? <laughs> just enjoy it. <laughs> Why bother with anything else? They go so hard at drinking. They go so hard at loving sports. Yeah. What do you want them to do? Just be like, oh, you know what else we should do? We should be getting really good at math. No. <laughs> Why would we do that? We're really in breakfast. They don't fuck around. I know. Well, if you're the if you're the star quarterback uh, for your varsity high school football team, are you like you know what I need to do? I also need to apply myself to calculus. Like, no. Why would you do that? So uh, that's the only part of the Commonwealth of of Britain that's like an anomaly. They've listen. Britain totally fucked our breakfast up in America. So gross. 
So except, for, except for hash browns. Oh, that's another thing. That's interesting. I actually had this as a, a, something I want to talk about in a future podcast, but let's do it right now. Hmm. When eating with a friend or somebody else, not a solo, this is not a solo meal, and you're ordering breakfast or you're at a diner, What would you think about somebody that said, if this is even possible, which it is not just theoretically possible, these people exist, okay? And you're ordering breakfast and they say, yeah, I'll have the hash runs, please. Do not make them crispy. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) They're like, let me get those rare. Let me get those blonde. Let me get those lightly cooked. Let me get those very watery and steamed. Just like some griddle steamed potatoes. What would I think? I would look around for the hidden cameras, first and foremost. I'd be like, this is a prank. Or, or somebody's like, no, no, don't, I don't want them crispy. I'm like, what? Uh, you know what I mean? I was thinking about that. I don't know why. Oh. Could you imagine that? I uh. think I think it would be weird. Who and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that all diners or places that serve breakfast and hash browns, even the, our spot in the Cosmopolitan, what's that, what's that restaurant's name? That's open up. Uh, oh. he- no, not Henry. It's, um, whatever. It's where you get mm-hmm. breakfast in the morning on the Boulevard tower. Why do places that serve hash browns even make that an option? It should just be like, don't even ask. It's always going to be extra crispy. Yeah. 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 Who doesn't want it extra crispy? Is it so different though than... Who, I mean, who wants it like sort of limp? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is why is, why is, why are in and out fries default limp? <laughs> Makes no sense. Like, you know how to make again, them crispy. Again, this is how you know they know their fries suck. They can, they can make them extra crispy. <laughs> You know so it's like, wait, it. I can cook it more and the existing sugars, I can get more caramelized <laughs> and more crunchy. Therefore, improving the shitty product just by a 10%. Okay, let's let's play let's play the empathy game. Can you come up with a, an answer to if I was sitting there, we're having breakfast, we've never had breakfast together. You make your order, I make my order, and I say, Oh, let me get some hash rounds. Could you make those really lightly cooked? Just I barely, barely cook. I just want them cooked through. What could I possibly say to you as you look mouth agape at me saying, what the fuck are you talking about? I know. What would I possibly say? That would make sense. I think you're a fucking alien. (laughs) I would. I'd be like, I'd be like, you are a crawler or a scree or something, whatever that is. There is no explanation. No explanation. And I, can I also say when someone gets like proper corned beef hash, which is delicious, why do we have to say, make it extra, uh, make it, like extra crispy. Mm-hmm. It, that's a given. Okay. Like a geometric proof that I was terrible at. That's like, you know, you get to the fourth one. It's like, yeah, because two and three are givens. It's the same thing. I don't, we shouldn't have to waste time saying make it extra crispy. It shouldn't be extra crispy. It, that's just what it is. Very similar to when Rob Reiner in Spinal Tap says, you could just take 11 to 10. <laughs> you know what I mean? So saying extra crispy is basically saying this thing goes to 11. I'm like, listen, that's cool and all, but you could just make it 10. I agree. Why is there, why is there a setting? Why is there a setting for hash browns or corned beef hash that is anything short of crispy and delicious? <laughs> why, why, it's actually like mind boggling to me. Why, why would I want to eat something that is scientifically, literally scientifically, going to be less delicious Can I, than fully caramelize my artery action stuff? Uh, I'll have a scoop of the cookies and cream. Could you make sure that's fully frozen for me? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what? Can I get that? Uh, oh, you're at like a fast food place. Oh, um, can I? I want to send this back because the ice is too cold. <laughs> I really want it to be... Three quarters of what melted down. Like, what is that? It doesn't make any sense. It's true. It's true. We do it for steaks, but it's it's absolutely for steaks. The, I guess the, the thing is, it's real because if you if I go to a diner, 
and you say, you order your hash browns extra crispy, and I just say, and I don't say anything, yours will, without fail, be more delicious than and, mine. And if that happened, and you just got it regular, and you were, say, maybe you are on your phone, and you weren't paying attention, and that happens, that's probably, like, the only way, or you're dealing with your right. kid, or something that took you away from the ordering, Yeah, you get a pass. But if you are fully present... If I watched you order extra crispy... Extra, and then you say, yeah, I'll get the hash browns as well. Oh, do you want those extra crispy? No, 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 no. I'm okay. I, I would do, not be your friend. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I would say, like, this is really a slice of life. I would say, like, I would judge you to the point of, like, I would start to reevaluate relationships with you. Somebody out there listening right now is, is thinking or saying to themselves, no, it's the textural contrast. You want a little crispy on the outside and soft inside. And to you, I say, what the fuck You're are you still going to get that anyway. <laughs> like it's still, it's still, it's not going to be a fully crispy. Ah! Legitimately, I'm not saying this in any hyperbole. I would probably on the drive home or walk back to an apartment or something, think to myself like, that would cause me to reevaluate and go back in time to all of these things that were potential, not red flags, be like, oh yeah. Just some, like Sixth Sense shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's been an alien this whole time. Yeah, next time I don't think I want to <laughs> hang out with him. Maybe I'm gonna slowly phase this person out of my life. Who would who would who would just see someone else order extra crispy and then opt not for something more delicious? I, it, it, they exist. There's no explanation. There's no choice there. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no fucking choice. And shame on the fucking diners and the restaurants that right. don't just sell it fucking extra crispy. Reverse, reverse, by the way. If it's our first time ever ordering breakfast together the first time I've ever sat down and had a meal with someone and I see them and they order first and they go extra crispy. I'm like, that's a real one. You know what I, another move that I love, this is what the opposite of someone not ordering extra crispy or just when I see somebody ordering a big breakfast, like a breakfast and they say, would you like toast, sausage, ham, whatever? <laughs> yeah, I'll have all of it. <laughs> that, that person the server's like, uh, uh, what? No, no, no. I want bacon, <laughs> sausage, and ham. Uh, and which which would you like for the bread? We've got sourdough, wheat, English muffin, and a bagel. Yes. Uh, no, no, all of them. <laughs> no, for if I'm ordering one of these like combo breakfast plates with well, you know the the full the American the full American, and it's like a choice between sausage and and bacon. It's always just like bacon and a side of sausage. You what always, you at the about? very least, you're getting bacon and sausage. It's no. always bacon and sausage. The only mental math I do is I I think that a side of a meat you get more than with the default plate. So I'm like, I like the sausage more. So bacon with the meal, extra sausage on the side. <laughs> I, I see that move. I see that move. It's not insane. It's not insane. I love sausage. <laughs> You know, you know what I really love? I don't want breakfast sausage links. I want a patty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Maximum my yard. Yeah. It's just, even if it's like store-bought, I don't care. But when they're like homemade sausage patties, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Just grit on the, because you're on the griddle. Like, that's the whole point. And here's also a dilemma when ordering at a restaurant for breakfast, especially if you're in the South. Or I don't understand when West Coast restaurants serve biscuits and gravy. It doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. To me, like, okay. Poser. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, sure. Sure. That accent's country, real. Like, country yeah. sausage. Oh, it's so country. <laughs> what country is that? Luxembourg? What? Yeah, just uh, biscuits and gravy outside of the South. When you go to a spot for breakfast, whether it's a Waffle House or not, the dilemma really is. You have to get your eggs and pile of meat <laughs> done. Question really is, is like, you also have to get biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Right? For the table. For the table. <laughs> Correct. Correct answer. For the table. My name is Table. Yeah. <laughs> they call me the table. I mean, if it's four of us, I have to get two orders of biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't understand when people go out for breakfast and they elect not to order an additional biscuits and gravy. Because here's the thing. 
You can't say, oh, it's going to weigh me down. <laughs> Look at where you decided to eat in the first place. <laughs> just, I mean, just, I, I mean, shit. It's basic mindfulness. It's like, uh, <laughs> be present. Yeah, I go to a fucking five guys or McDonald's like, uh, I don't want to, I can't eat that. It's going to win. You're fucking eating at McDonald's. Shut the fuck up. That Diet Coke is not going <laughs> to counterbalance, even though I think so too. Right. That extra large French fry. <laughs> I, I agree. If you're, if you're there, just be, just be committed. You got to go biscuits and gravy. Now, if you, these are the things, if you eat that way, this is what I really call it. It's like, this is a good eater. And good eaters, you can dine with me any day. <laughs> and, and where you don't have to talk about it. Like when Chris and I dine to eat, besides the times when he's actually been on a really good streak of ordering well. I got it again. He's I been crushing it. That. He's been in the zone. He's on a home run streak. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Right? But when he's not in Fuego, you know, I have to doubt it sometimes. But most of the times we don't, it's like, the Golden State Warriors. They played together for so long. <laughs> I know, know I know where Dave's going to yeah, be. Yeah, you don't have to talk about it. It's like, we've done it so much. Like, we know, you know, just we, we're communicating through <laughs> ways I don't even understand. I know I, that if he didn't order the biscuits and the gravy, it's because he ordered another table order and he knows that I will do it for exactly, us. Exactly. Exactly. He ordered the extra hash browns and sausage. I know I got to pick up the biscuits and gravy. Yes. It's just the, it's just, you know, maybe, maybe I started off with a giant ham steak <laughs> for the table. Cause a giant ham steak for breakfast, like literally the size of the plate. Delicious. <laughs> really a steak of ham. Yeah. Amazing. Oh man. I want breakfast now. I want a hash brown. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, only extra crispy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Do you agree with this conundrum of people not ordering not ordering an extra crispy? Wouldn't you be concerned about somebody? Oh, 100%. My biggest concern is like, do they even, does the place do extra crispy right? You know, that's something that it's really hard to get, especially, I don't know what it's like where you guys are from, but in California, it's been pretty challenging for me. Who wants corned beef hash not extra crispy? <laughs> it's so crazy to me. Yeah, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. I want that that skin of crispiness on top of my corned beef hash. It's one of the most perplexing things in humanity. <laughs> People who don't enjoy crispy. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, listen, no, you know, judgment free zone. If you're into some weird shit, <laughs> I guess if you're, some, if you're some, some real weird out there lifestyle shit and you don't like crispy, I guess teach their own. I mean, it's like, okay, like uh, we're getting cake. Or pie or whatever. It's like, yeah, there's only, unless it's a molten chocolate cake, there's only like one way to like cook a cake. <laughs> right? There's only one way to cook a cookie. Let me get right? that. Let me get that fully cooked. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, 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 if for whatever reason, a place, a, a food establishment served three quarters cooked cake. Right? I'm serious about this analogy. And you gave the choice to people to be like, yeah, I'd love that. Like, cook through. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you gave people the option, like, oh, can you cook that so it's cooked through and it's not raw in the center? You know what? That's I think, a, that, that would be weird. If people that's what that's okay. equivalent people are doing. You're giving something that's three quarters cooked through. Imagine this. I think that some people think that this is not real, but I, I do this thought experiment for me. Imagine when you went to a diner in the same way you can ask for your eggs over easy, over medium, over hard, whatever, 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 sunny side up. Imagine the default thing when you order hash browns is a scale of one to five for doneness. Five is extra crispy. One is blonde. I guarantee you that the average number would be less than five. If you took everybody's order, it'd be like, oh, what's the average number that people get? It's a 3.7. It's a 4.1. And that is crazy <laughs> that it would not just be five. It's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't even know how else to give a better metaphor or analogy. It's like, 
No, two plus two is not four. <laughs> it's three. No, it's four. Like, there's a, only one way. Like, I don't understand. If I got a plate of cacio e pepe, it's like, no, 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 no. It is. Actually, people do that. It's cooked too much. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like, I go to the clothing store and I'd be like, uh, can I get that shirt with both sleeves? <laughs> just both sleeves attached to the shirt, please. Anyway, I know we just talked about extra crispy, but I'm sorry. We're going we're gonna to get Chris Ying out of here. Give us five stars. Oh, well, one thing I think about. Yeah, yeah. You missed one. What is this puri, puri tea that you've been drinking? Puri. Puri? Uh, Noel calls it puree, but it's puer tea. Puer. I think it's from Yunnan province, I think is where puer comes from. Oh, it is. Look at that. It's like a, I mean, I think all tea leaves mostly are fermented. So describing as a fermented tea is, is not really accurate, but it comes in these circular pucks. We had our friend Andrew Leland, who had on the podcast recently, came for dinner, and this was his his preference. I'm surprised that you haven't had it. Never had it. But I don't understand it, because it comes in that really hipster bottle. It, well, th- this was, that was just a hipster version. That was just like, I don't, I don't know what that was. Like a cold brewed iced poor tea. But it comes in these like little cakes, and you just brew them like any other tea. Describing the, like, I know people, I know, I appreciate good tea. But describing the flavor of a tea to me is like describing pandan. Like, what am I going to say? It tastes like a plant. Poor. <laughs> poor. It's got a good name. It's a terrible name. Come on. Poor. Need a, some, the fact that it also looks like a little Some poo. social media influencer <laughs> has to rebrand that. Well, it's going to be called like Yunnan Magic. No. What would they? Re- Let's okay. find a name and we're going to get out of here. It's <laughs> somebody that's not Chinese. It's going to rebrand this. And make a lot of money. Yeah. Huh. It's from Yunnan. It's a little puck. It's, I don't know what to call it. Patty cake tea, cake tea, tea, tea cakes, tea. <sighs> mm. <laughs> this is not easy. Now I take back all, you know. Listen, social media, <laughs> you got it. Let's see. It's a, Wikipedia says it's a, it's a oxidized black tea. Falls into the larger category of dark teas. I don't know, man. I, I You know what it's going to be called? Yeah. Midnight magic. <laughs> Midnight magic is very good. Yeah. That's a real T yeah, name real. too. Midnight Magic is a real. Click on this link. Real. Midnight ma- Magic is definitely. When I drink this, my focus improves so much. Yeah. I hate drinking coffee and normal teas because when I do, I crash it in two hours after. <laughs> the crash. <laughs> the crash is the problem for all of us. And Midnight Tea, Midnight Magic is great because I can drink it all day long and still go to sleep and I don't lose any concentration or focus. My work productivity goes through the roof. And my fertility <laughs> has never been higher. <laughs> Give us five stars.